What is going on, everybody? It is good to be back. Today is Sunday, July 19th, and boy, do I have a good episode for you this week. We have a double feature. I have a coach of mine from the Philippines, Juanito Gregorio, calling in from overseas, talking about his career playing in college, growing up in a basketball family where they literally bleed the sport, and also playing and coaching at his same university. We also have Anthony Linder checking back in with us to join us for the Holy Grail to wrap the episode up. So, here we go. And in my mind's a crowded place And I've been saying, no, I don't want to stay In the light, and I know it's not for me All right, everybody, let's get this thing going. So we're about two weeks away from the NBA restarting its season in Orlando, in Disney World. Get freaking excited. But what that means is that we're getting a lot of inside looks on social media uh, from the players about what's going on in the bubble and how the bubble life has been, because remember, they're not allowed to leave. So I have this theory that there is not a single person on earth that doesn't love the guy that walks into a room and shotguns a beer. Like I'm pretty convinced that 100% of the time, that only lifts the energy in the room. So what's been going around lately is um, a shotgun challenge going around in the NBA in the bubble. It started with Myers Leonard and J.J. Redick shotgunning a couple brewskis. Uh, Leonard dominated his Coors Light. Uh, what blows my mind, though, is the response video from Jordan Clarkson and Royce O'Neal. So Clarkson got his stuff done uh, on a 16-ounce can, but my man Royce, it took him like 11 seconds to shotgun that thing, and he looked like he was hurting, too. So I'm interested to see how um, social media reacts to that because – I remember when Aaron Rodgers had a hard time ch chugging his beer uh, during that playoff game last year against the Bucks and the Raptors. Um, he, he was not looking too good on Twitter because that dude could not drink a beer to save his life. That dude was slow sipping it. He too looked like he was hurting. I'm very excited to see what's going on there. All right, so let's move on to the money line. Um, I went pretty big this week. Uh, there was an odds boost for my guy Tiger Woods um, to win, or not to win, but to make the cut um, in this weekend's golf tournament. It went from minus 345 to plus 125. To me, that seemed like free money. That's freaking Tiger Woods. He looked good against the match uh, against Phil and Tom, uh, playing with Peyton, and he was just one year out from his Masters win, but he hadn't really competed um, in a long time. So, I mean, for me, how is a man at plus 125 just to make the cut not to win and it's tiger woods that's insane but he did make me sweat a little bit he barely made the cut like we're talking like he might have been like the last one in but hey making the cuts making the cut a win is a win i would take that all the way to the bank thank you DraftKings. thank you FanDuel. that is free money all right let's get right into our interview with coach juanito gregorio All right, Coach Juanito, how are you, man? It's good to hear from you. It's been a while. All good, bro. All good. Hope you're doing well there. Yeah, man. Just trying to stay as safe as possible, but trying to still have some fun while I'm at it. So, <laughs> <laughs> good. This is a good. Uh, this is a good thing you're starting. I mean, uh, it's something new for you. 
Yeah, man. Just uh, I actually started it <clears throat> when I was still in um, in Mindoro, um, but I, you know, I decided to keep going with it when I came back. It's it's pretty fun. It's interesting. I get to hear a lot of cool stuff with this going on. Yep, the world of basketball is really cool. So yeah, just, just go for it. Yeah, man. So um, I guess we can get started. So you've grown up kind of in like a basketball family, a basketball house, right? Yep, yep, I did, I did. So, um, what was that like growing up in a basketball house? Because for me, it was just like my, you know, my dad liked playing, but I mean, your dad, you know, he's a he's a very uh, well known coach, and I know it's you, you know everyone in your family plays or is part of the game. So, how was that like growing up? Well, uh, growing up, I thought it was normal. So, like, I didn't really see another world except the basketball world. So, now, realizing now that actually I. I had a pretty uh, crazy childhood. No, everything was related to basketball. So my tito, my my, my uncle, was uh, a championship, uh, a champion PBA coach. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad used to coach uh, in the UEAP, then used to be the assistant coach in the Philippine team. And then my other uncle is like one of uh, the more known um, governors in, in the PBA. So growing up, it was really everything was about basketball. Uh, basketball literally, uh, basketball was literally life. Right. So it's crazy because everything we do was related to basketball. Even, even studying was related to basketball because you know, like I need to study because I need to play. So it was crazy. It was crazy, but it was fun. It was fun, really fun. Right. You know, ba- basketball was my first love. So yeah, man, it's fun. So like, it it was almost like not an option for you to not play, right? <laughs> because, not really. You know, it came it came natural. It came natural. So, um, when when I was growing up, like there was a court, and I just picked up a ball. I, they, they they didn't really need me to, so they didn't really teach me. And then uh-huh. when they saw I, I had interest, that's where they just taught me. That's awesome. Like, oh, okay. So it is something that you kind of, you know, you were around it, but it's something you still found on your own. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, you've been playing for such a long time now and uh, you're still playing and, you're, you know, you're coaching on the side. So, so how long have you been coaching? Well, I've been coaching now for about um, six years. Okay. So I started off when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when, when, when I was young, they were already... Uh, telling me I had potentials to be a coach, but it never really entered my mind. But I, I, I officially started coaching um, uh, when I was 18, six years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. They just gave me, someone just called me. Like there was a school nearby who needed a coach. And by, at that time, uh, we had a four-month break. So yeah, I'm just accepted for probably a short time. And six years after, I'm still with the school. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask, is that the school that you coach for? It's younger kids, right? Yep, yep. It's, it's younger kids. It's younger kids. So you coach, you coach them, and then you also work with um, the UP um, Human Kinetics team, right? Yep. I also and then, uh, and then obviously the CHK team. Yeah. And then obviously UERM, the medical school that I'm a part of, um, yep. that team. So uh, what, what age group do you, do you prefer? To coach because it's kind of all over um, the place well it's it's uh it's i don't really prefer any age mm-hmm. it's 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 all different 
It's all different. With the kids, uh, I love Piche. I love, I love see, seeing them develop. Right. Because seeing them, uh, seeing their improvement from a week to a, to a month to a year, it, it's really, it's, it really, it really give, gives me enjoyment. Because okay. you, know, you, know, you know you were the one who started everything. Right. So it, it feels good. It feels good. Yeah, and so, I'm but, sure watching them to you know watching them get to fall in love with the game the way you did too probably feels good, huh? Yup, it feels really good. That's why that's why uh, my priority really, if I had the time, was is there. But if it's enjoyment, um, I get to use my my basketball knowledge more with the older, with you guys, with the mm-hmm. human genetics team, and then uh, I also help. Uh, I'm an assistant coach for the UAP women's team of UP. Right. So oh, there, yeah, I, I get, I get to, I get to, I get to uh, get, get into the, the the basketball knowledge deeper. Right. So it's a different kind of enjoyment. You, you with the kids, you feel, you feel uh, joy from seeing the, them improve. But mm-hmm. with the other teams, you feel I feel like smart because you know, I learn all these uh, systems and then I get to use it. Afterwards. Right, and you get to see it kind of come into. Yup, yup. Yeah, and when it works, yep. it feels good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, is it like, um, is it cool to be able to coach at the school that you played at? I know, obviously, you know, you play for the men's team and you're coaching the women's team, but, um, is it cool to become on the to be on the other side of you know of the of the culture there, on the coaching side? Oh yeah. Of course, of course. Um, uh, my whole life, uh, UP has been the only school I've wanted to play for and to coach for. And ah, okay. Uh, so there's not really my family also grew up in UP. Mm-hmm. Uh, every as in it's like literally our blood. It's like when we say we bleed maroon, it's like my, my dad and all his siblings uh, studied in UP since kinder. Oh wow. That's a, a long life, up, family up, up life. To co- up to college. So, you know, like me growing up, there's like a, no other choice. So, me getting to give back. Because, you know, they gave me a scholarship. They gave uh-huh. me opportunities for me to give back. It feels good. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, like, how was how were your playing days there? Um, because, obviously, I wasn't around, you know, in the country when you were playing there. So, you know, how, how was your team? Were you guys successful? Oh, well... I, I played for UP since high school. Um, our team in high school, uh, we were, we started from the bottom, literally the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were times, uh, uh, when I entered, there were three years without a recruit. The, the principal didn't really want it. So oh, wow. we were the first ones who got recruited again. So uh, we actually had the record of 56 straight losses. Before we got the win. And I was part of that first win. Well, that so, feels good. So, uh, after that, uh, I was part of the, the, the first batch that got, um, that got, that got uh, recruited. Because I didn't study in UP in grade school. So, mm-hmm. after that, um, the improvement just uh, went up and up. So, after that, uh, there, there are already, there's already a PBA player. There's the Gomez de Leano brothers. Yeah, they're so there's, good. There's Go- Will Gozum, who's part of the Philippine team. So um, my playing days was hard, but uh, it feels good to be part of that, that, that uh, process. 
Right. You know, when, when it's like the, the Philadelphia 76ers, <laughs> you, you were, you know, I'm like probably the Jalil Okafor or something <laughs> or, the Mike, or the Michael Carter Williams. So that's, that's like, I was part of the process, but I wasn't like the top of the process. Right. 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 So, so but you got to change the culture around there. So, yep, yep, that's, that's good. Because eventually in the latter years, I got to be the team captain. And uh, so that feels good. Yeah. Uh, in college, in college, it was different. It was a whole different game. Um, because I'm not really tall. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. five three. I'm not. I'm just, I'm not. I'm just five three. But I still got to play for the team B for uh, several years. For right. three, uh, For almost four years. Uh, there, I just got to focus to be a player, mm-hmm. and it 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 was a challenge because you know all these guys are big and physical and really talented because these are already the cream of the crop. Right. So uh, it was a challenge because I was a physical small guy who, who played like an Andre Miller in, in, in high school. Right. So entering college and I'm just 5'3 and I play like Andre Miller, it, it's not going to work. Right, exactly. So I had, I had to change my game. I had to, I had to adapt. What can I give? That's where I started to to uh, run. I started to put shooting. So uh, it's a whole different world. It's a whole different world. Yeah. So the the process of you know changing your entire play style. Um, I'm sure, like you know, the first few, the first, uh, I guess, like the early parts of your career there. I'm sure that was a challenge. Yeah, because not only did you have to become a guy that can get shots up, but you know, you have to shoot quick because like you said, you're shorter. So yep. you have to get your shot faster and you have exactly. to have a quick release and be able to create exactly. space. That's why, that's why I have this called, my shot is actually known as the chest pass shot. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> shot doesn't look like a shot. Yeah. It, it's really quick. It, it sometimes doesn't even get all the way to the top of your head, but it it's goes like in. Passing the ball. It goes in. I've luckily, seen you make shot luckily, after shot after luckily, shot. It's crazy. Luckily. Luckily. It's just hard work. <laughs> it's just so hard like, work. It's hard work. So, like, what was like the daily routine for you guys when you're in season? Did you guys have like you know, uh, like you know, long practices and then weight room, two practices a day? Oh, how did that work? Um, well, because I was for the, I was with the team B. Mm-hmm. It, it it was different. Um, we we trained uh, thrice a week for um, for team practices. Okay, because the focus is on. Uh, the team A for uh, so like twice a week it's either I go pick up ball or I go um, extra sh- extra extra shooting uh, okay. the weights training uh, they leave they leave us uh, workouts but you know as no because no trainer really uh, guides us it's up to you to do it right so okay interesting so you know if you're uh, more of the hardworking guys you do this training mm-hmm. uh, every day or probably. So I'm probably just like in the middle. So I do these trainings and then I do some extra, but right. I'm not the guy who goes into the weight room every day. I stick more on the shooting, the dribbling. That's, right. where, I, that's where I put the work in. Right, right, right. So, well, I mean, you're still getting work in either way. So Yup, yup. So uh, it was a, it's, it's different because it's like uh, – you're still a team, you still train, but the coaches, the, the focus is not on you. Right. So the is it the same coaching the staff? Team. It's the same yep. coaching staff. Oh, okay. So it's how often do staff. you guys get to like 
play with or against, you know, the A team? Mm, uh, usually they get uh, th- this, what they call the, the scout team. So they get five to seven guys uh, mm-hmm. to, to play, play with, uh, no. then we, we recreate, we copy the plays of the other schools and then we're, we're like okay. a scout team. Right, right. Well, that's uh, so actually like kind of what I got into. That's like one, once or twice a week. Okay. Probably. But come after the season, we all merge into one team. Right. It's called, it's called a training pool. And then you slowly get cut and then move back to the, move back to the team, uh, team B. Right. So right. I never really got into the team A. Like uh, 30, 40 of us would train. Mm-hmm. Then I'd get cut. Uh, either early or in the middle parts. Right. So, do you think a lot of that had to do with your, not necessarily your skill, but your size? I think so. I think so. Um, I've had coaches tell me that if you were taller, you'd go far. Right. And it's actually both a compliment and it hurts. Because, you know, yeah. it's a compliment because, you know, they, they're, they're valuing my skill. Mm-hmm. Valuing my skill, but it's it also hurts because you know I can't really do anything with my height. Exactly, if I can't. I can't There's make nothing myself. You can do. So I have I had this game where uh, I wasn't brought in until like the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So and then when when we went in, uh, I remember NU was leading by about twelve or fourteen, and I I scored I think eight straight and. Got two offensive rebounds huh. <laughs> against the six eight <laughs> against the six eight import of NU, and that That's was crazy. really funny because every time I got the offensive rebound, the bench would go crazy. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, that's funny. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and then no, the coach after that, the, the NU called the timeout, and then so everyone was like uh, cheering. We were all hyped, and then the coach. That was when the coach said, like, uh, you know, when you, if you're just taller, you could have gone far. Right. So that was when I realized that nah, we're just really short. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do about height. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, you, you round, work. exactly. You rounded out your game pretty well, though. I mean, I've gotten to you know have some runs with you. It's always fun. <laughs> um, it's fun. It's fun. So you're still playing now, right? I mean, not currently. I am. Like, I am. I am. I am. Um, I what is that? What is that league? It's called the NBL. It's like you know the MPBL. Yes. So it's like the MPBL, but this is a newer version, okay. and we don't get we don't. Uh, so it's the same. It's an intercity, uh, semi-professional league. Okay. But it's not it's not yet as, uh, not yet as famous. So we don't get uh as high of a budget yet. Right. Well, but you guys the competition is still. Yep. I think this is about two or three years already, but it's not yet that, not yet that uh, famous. Yeah. So it's but it's still an intercity league. So we go from city to city to, to compete. That's pretty cool. And you said the comp- I'm sure the competition is good if it's semi-pro. Yep, yep, yep. It is. It is really uh, competitive. You're gonna have to bring me to a, an open gym or something. I want to play. See if I still got it. You know, I, I, <laughs> I actually, I actually invited you guys, but every time you had, you had, uh, I think exams. I'm sure. Or, yeah, or we always have exams. It's messed <laughs> up, man. <laughs> Because we train, we train, you know, uh, it's funny. We train across, you know, when we go to Araneta Avenue, UERM is to the left. 
where right. we turn is to the right. So it's 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 quite it's near. close. Oh well, I'm That's sure. Why... I promise when we get when I whenever it is that I come back, I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, get some sure. runs in with you for guys. For sure, for sure. I like playing sure. better competition anyway. <laughs> it's more fun for, for me. Sure. So like how so you're not actively playing because obviously everything going on with COVID, but I do know you're still like kind of coaching and trying to do some developing of your players. So how how has that been with everything going on? Oh, it's it's hard. Um, so. Uh, uh, one and a half months ago, I offered back my skills training because, mm-hmm. of course, number one, we need some extra money. Right. And then number two, um, some of the players I had, uh, of course, are out of shape. So I, I just wanted to offer it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do have some players who, who goes to me, to the village. So that I, the courts are still closed. I mean, the rings are still closed. So it's, right. cra- uh, it's been crazy that We've already been training for a month, and all we've been doing is conditioning and dribbling. Okay, well, that's not so bad. these these guys will come out of uh, the quarantine as intense ball handlers, but not really probably shooters. Yeah, well, you get that back. I think that's just a bunch <laughs> of rhythm stuff. For the online training, it's hard. Um, yeah. I've been adjusting. Uh, you you don't really see how tired the players are. Mm-hmm. So you know. You're just gonna get surprised. They're gonna ask for a break. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't really realize <laughs> how hard it is. And then, because of the internet delay, you don't right. really see where where they where they go wrong. Uh yeah, like the little things and the feet, the yep, footwork but, and. But as I said, um, uh, what I what I tell them is that we try to improve where we can. Right. That's, that's what I tell them every training. So it's hard to to uh, correct it's hard to see but at least they're doing something it's better than doing nothing right and these are the young so kids anyway that. right these are the younger yep, kids yep. My, yeah. my oldest my oldest player right now that I'm handling is probably only 15 oh, okay so these are really on the younger generation yeah that's good though I mean anything to keep them playing and you know even dribbling the ball every once in a while like I remember when I first came back uh, when I flew back I hadn't touched a basketball since our last practice, probably, what, February? <laughs> that was, like, what, four months ago, three months ago? About four months ago. Yeah, three, four months ago. Um, like, it's, like, I probably – I went to the courts, like, the day after, two days after I came back and tried to shoot by myself. I left after 30 minutes because everything was missing. I kept having to run for the ball. <laughs> it was a problem. But now now I'm getting shots up, like, every other day. So At least. Oh, it's, yeah. it's really better than doing nothing. Yeah. Right? I'm just trying to – You have something going back. Exactly. It feels good now. Everything's start, things are starting to go in. So, <laughs> um, I do want to ask, um, so you have a challenge. I guess it's a challenge coaching me and a bunch of other Phil M's, uh, with the UERM team. So for me, like, mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, the biggest thing probably is like the language barrier and stuff because I, I, I do, I know I talk really fast. So yep. <laughs> trying to go through stuff, um, <laughs> But like for me, when I'm playing, I can feel the difference when I'm playing with uh, the Philams versus you know the, the non-Philams. But when you're yep. coaching, do you notice you know any differences in the style of play and how we play? Yep, actually there is, there is, and uh, you know, Coach Barry, right? We talk about it all the time. That's why it's actually for me it's fun because uh-huh. uh, I get to experience uh, many kinds of basketball players. Right. What's fun with the Phil Ams is that you guys like the system. So I put in a play and you guys enjoy it. 
It's it's actually the one thing one thing I I don't really like about Filipino basketball. Filipino basketball is like what they call it is bara bara. It means it's just go what go with what, whatever. Uh huh. Right. So you see an you see an attack lane go attack. You see you see you know it's it's not really following the systems. And what what I like about the Philams is that you guys get to balance it out. You guys want the system. So now these. These, these these other guys, uh, they they tend to oops, let's follow the system, and then uh, follow the system, and then maybe after we can we can try to make our own place. So now it it's balanced that way, you know. Because let's say uh, we have we have guys we have well let's say the varsity guys, the the guys who grew up varsities. Mm-hmm. These guys are all are all system guys, and you can see it in the team who they are. Right. But for the guys who didn't really grow up as varsities, they, they, they don't have this uh, mindset of uh, what do you do in a system? What do you do? Uh, why, why, are there, why are there plays? Why do, I, why, why do I only get to be in the corner? Right? Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't see rules. They just, right. see, they just see the ball and the ring. Uh-huh. So that's where, that's where the Philams come in. Uh, you guys, even though some of you maybe didn't grow up as varsities, they still know that roles are important, and I yeah. like it. So it balances it out. Yeah. Well, like for me personally, um, like you know, my high school wasn't—we didn't have any like super standout guys. Uh, we didn't really have, you know, we weren't the tallest team. We're actually one of the shorter teams in our area. Everyone was about my height, like point guard through center. Everyone was like just about six foot, maybe yep. a little <laughs> under, a little bit over. So we always—I always grew up playing in a system. And I mean, it worked out for me because I think I'm a pretty decent system player just because of yep, you know, the way I, the way exactly, I play. Exactly. Yep. But like, it's almost like I almost need structure. I need structure yeah, I to, to see, to see the court and to see how things develop. Like I'm, I don't mind being patient. Um, but yeah, I did notice sometimes, you know, playing with guys that, you know, that, I'm, that aren't Philems, it is just a lot of like go instead of you know waiting Running, to see right, right. yeah waiting waiting for the best opportunity and trying to maximize everything even if it takes 30 40 seconds it's like so, for the non film guys sometimes sometimes it's just the first option and no other option yeah so yeah. um yeah i grew up just trying to see you know see the next play see the next pass so yep actually that's why that's why when I, I remember my first day uh bry bry brought me in and then he said these are the tryouts you to try out. So, you know, I, I don't really know you. I don't really know you guys. I mm-hmm. only know Bry. I only know the guys from my college before who are already in med school. And right. I also know I also know Cubs because I think we got to go up against each other a few times in high school. Okay. So, so that they're the only people I know. So, for the tryout, it's really going to be a legit tryout. Right. You know? and, and seeing you, seeing you being patient and it's a tryout here in the Philippines, if it's a tryout, I get the ball and you move out the way. Yeah. And, you know, for, for some coaches, that's, that's great because you have the confidence. But for some coaches, it's, it's, it's not good because, you know, uh, you, don't, you don't have a sense of a system. And I actually saw a sense of a system in you. That's why I really said, Bri, that, that guy, you got to get that guy. And by <laughs> that, that, that time, I, I, I didn't have a say yet on who to get because I was Right. Me. Right. Oh, I appreciate and, it. And, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. When I remember growing up, my, I mean, my dad grew up over there and he played a little bit over there in the province and stuff. So he was always like trying to get me to just go all the time. And so I would always <laughs> get into like yelling matches with him when we were home. 
after games and he's like well why didn't you shoot it here and here and here i'm like dude that's just not there's a better shot there's a better shot it's not all about me that's why i'm trying to instill the one more mindset it's one of the more uh it's one of the uh it's actually a growing mindset here in the coaches it's called one more Mm-hmm. So it's 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 actually basically just an extra pass. If you see an open teammate or there's a better shot, you just yeah. gotta shot one more. So you so you so the your teammate knows you're open, right. or uh, and then you right. get it. And then maybe there's one more guy who's open. You shot one more, and they probably get an easier pass. Exactly, so, easier shot, more open. I, I like I like I like that mindset of the one more. I'm trying to instill it with our team. Yeah, well, I mean, for I th- I noticed it towards the end of the year. Unfortunately, we didn't get to play in our big tournament, but exactly. we were we were really really starting to put the pieces together. I was I was I was excited. I was yeah, excited. man. I'm hoping excited. I'm hoping we get to play this spring at the very least. Oh yeah, Cabs, hopefully, Cabs hopefully. was telling me maybe uh, if you know if there's a vaccine or something with everything going on that they might allow PGIs to play and get that last year back. Oh yeah, maybe. It's gonna so be. We'll it's see. gonna be. That's gonna be great. Yeah, but I told Cavs. I told Cavs we're gonna get one for him if he can't play. So, for sure, I remember uh, towards like uh, before, uh, the uh, before the quarantine started. So where we train the Quezon City team, is where the UST team trains afterwards. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So. Oh, the same gym. The same gym, and then uh-huh. I saw them. I saw them. And they were training, and then I was so excited because I knew it was it was the perfect opportunity to beat them. Right. I saw the talent. I saw that. I saw their talent. They're, they're still a good system team, but their their talent is depleted. And I think it was the year that we finally uh, we, we 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 can probably finally win the ring. So yeah, we're gonna get it. Before I leave, I promise we're going to get one. Okay. So, you have two more. You have yeah, two I got more, two more so. chances. But yeah, I honestly think last year, I think last year, I mean, we had all the, the pieces to win that. We just had a bad game in the semifinal against them, against UST. We started, uh, I think it was like 14 or 16 nothing. And we had to fight against, yeah, yeah, we, fight against the crowd, what felt like the refs. And um, that's such a big point deficit when there's only eight minutes in the quarter and it's running clock that was that was yeah. the only problem like we when we started getting things going i mean we only lost by what six we lost by eight i think eight. but two, two with two and a half minutes left we that was that league was only four yeah i mean we and were the, fouling that's why that's why it became eight no the the, the crucial call was when they called the the backing violation in cabs where mm-hmm. they didn't really step and then that's where everything blew up so yeah. they well, got a layoff they... yeah i didn't do us any favors by fouling out that game so yeah that was not <laughs> that wasn't help that wasn't helping anybody i remember <laughs> you fouled out <laughs> i called my dad after and i told him i said i don't think i've ever fouled out of a game since i maybe like <laughs> fifth grade i don't know what i don't know what happened i don't know what happened but yeah man i'm excited to see to see where this goes and I am, I, you know, I, I keep an eye on your accounts and your social media and stuff to see how your other teams are doing. So it does look like, you know, you're getting some wins here and there. It looks like that you're, the school you're coaching gets a lot of wins, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, you guys we're are back-to-back. Back. Yeah. We're back-to-back champions. So. That's awesome. That keeps uh, the kids loving the game. Yep. It feels good. It feels good because we started yeah. out uh, not really, the kids not really knowing how to play. And mm-hmm. now we're, we're already champs. So That's awesome. it feels good. 
have you had the same group of kids, you know, as they're growing up through the school system? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, I actually, I have a different take on how to coach the grade school teams. So, uh, with the other teams, right, uh, the, the teams I go against, uh, they have tryouts and then they have a group of 15 and then this is the team. Mm-hmm. With my team, I don't cut players unless you don't really know how to play. Okay. So, let's say you go to tryouts, you mm-hmm. can train with the team the whole year. So, okay. if you're in third grade, fourth grade, even in sixth grade, even if I can't use you next year, you just go with and train with the team. So, with that, the development uh, just goes up and up. Right. Because maybe next year they'll come back and they'll be yep. ready to play. Exactly. So, That's good. so, I have probably around 20 to 30 kids sometimes at uh-huh. most. And I'm just the only coach. But for me, it's all about skills training. I, I, I uh, maximize what I have. Right. You know, I mean, honestly, if, if at I, that age, it's good though. Yes, yes, exactly. Because uh, sometimes they get friends. They get, they get uh, it's more than just basketball. Yeah. So yeah. it's more than just basketball. I think so, it's, it's more uh, important for them to really feel like it's something that they can learn to love. And if they're yeah. allowed to play, you know, even if they're not on the team, they know they have something to work for and they can see it. If they're playing all the time, because if you cut them, or they probably won't play till next yep. tryout. They're 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 gonna feel uh, worthless. So right. I'm not too good. I'm not gonna do this again. Right. Uh, compared to the feeling of oh, I'm I have training. I can improve again. I have training the next day. I I can improve again. Yeah, and they can see themselves get better um, every day or every other day whenever you guys play. And exactly. I think I think that's actually a really good way to do it, especially at such a young age. Where, you know, you don't necessarily need to make cuts at that age. They're just happy to play and run around and play with their friends. And yep. if, they can, if they can get better, then why not? That's, exa- that's one thing coaches don't really see. Um, they, want, you know, they want the 15-man team and then cut. You know, the, the old school type of way. Right. But they don't see that they're coaching kids. And the first job we have is not really to teach them, but to make them love the game. Exactly. So it, it's, it's, it's the most crucial part because everything falls in. If the, the kids fall in love with the game, everything falls in. Training right. becomes easy. Teaching becomes easy. But you have to take that first step of making them fall in love with the game. Right. So it's a challenge, but it's something I'm, I'm proud of that I really think my, my kids, uh, even though I have 20 to 30 at a time, um, I think it's it's really I think they they love training they 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 love working so that's 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 a plus that's a plus for me right do you think having those big rosters um even like 15 for me when I you know when I first moved there and I found out that our team was going to take 18 or 20 players I I couldn't wrap my head around it because usually teams I played on like 10 or less and we went to when we went to tournaments um, up and down the East Coast, like my teams barely had barely had ten. We might even bring eight. <laughs> so how is it managing such a big bench? I feel like I would forget to play with people all the time. Um, it it depends on the competition. Let's say for example ours, mm-hmm. uh, you get to play three games in a day, so it, it's really impossible for you not to uh, play. Right. Uh, same for the same for the kids. Um, they have this. Five 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 rule, so they get to play at least one quarter. Oh, good. So, That's good. So for me, managing is still a challenge, but it's not as challenging. If right. I go to the to the other competitions, 
um let's say i i i sometimes coach uh uh company teams i coach uh college teams right now there's the comp- there's the challenge because you know it's still a one game i have probably 15 uh i usually what i do is uh i stick with the the, the main core and then uh-huh. just add pieces so okay. let's say i have a core of five guys so i should have two two at the in the court at all times you know okay. and then when it comes to clutch when it comes to clutch situations you put those five guys in now these mm-hmm. other guys i just put in i call it situational so oh uh the big man's fast i put in the fastest big man i have right oh, the guard is the guard doesn't know how to dribble i put in the best pressure guy i have so i make sure to know everyone's strengths mm-hmm. and then just put them in where, where they needed but they're not really going to be able to do play unless maybe it's a great game for them but they're not going to be playing 40 minutes for me right 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 yeah i i actually i f- i find it so difficult because you know before i moved i spent um i spent a year being assistant varsity and then uh, at a high school and then i coached a little bit for the jv team whenever i could um if the mm. J- the main jv coach you know couldn't make it or something and i was able to get out of work and there were a couple games that i had and i actually had a hard time getting everybody in and it's just jv so everyone should get a chance to play right but yep, yep. i want to win the with game with the kids right with the kids yeah. that no the- because they're what freshmen yeah. sophomores in high school they're you know they're 14 15 years old so i want to get at least you know to know what it feels like you know to to put the ball in the hoop and have people clap for him and stuff it feels good but there were a couple games where the head coach had to come over and tell me like hey you didn't get this guy in yet so you should probably put him in i was like oh man i you get i get so invested in winning the game that it's you forget you forget, I forget. right you forget. i just want to play my best five best six guys but it's hard it's hard i can't imagine having to put having yep, 10 people you know, on the it, bench it depends it depends on what your priority is do i want to win today do i want them to feel good do i want them to uh do i want them to to feel what 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 it's kind of, what it's like playing so it it really depends on what you want yeah as a coach I, for me it was like so, i'm still so ingrained in being a player because i i still play a lot you know i play in men's leagues yep, yep, i, I yep, play yep. at school so all i want to do is win so the transition from player to coach is hard so how did that go for you uh, because you're still doing both but you're able to flip the switch and and become a coach before you become a player even when you're on the sideline it's it's actually uh it's actually for me it's more challenging as a player again because okay. now the the The, the 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 transition from player to coach was natural for me for some reason maybe because i already was a team captain my dad yeah. is a coach yeah you've so, seen you know, it the, so. the, the 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 transition was natural for me i haven't played competitive ball in three years i've been trying out i've i've just not been able to get in the teams and now finally i got in again but right. the transition from player to coach again that's where it's hard because Now I see the game much more openly. Right. Now I see systems. Now I see I see development. I know how to train guys. So it's hard because when I see something wrong with the coaches, I try not to tell them because you know I'm a player and I don't want to step on their shoes. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's their job. It's not my job. My job here is to just to play. Right. But uh lately they actually knew I was a coach. 
and uh, so what what's happening is they now uh, they now listen to me as a coach as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard again because slowly my minutes go down, but my my uh, what I say about about them coaching they listen to. Right, and you so see your slowly, ideas happen. Yep, yep. Sorry, they, my ideas they 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 listen to, but now because they want to listen to my ideas, they they prefer me on the bench rather than on the court. Right, so you so, can talk to them. <laughs> yep. Uh, so now a, it's I, a gift I, and a I curse. I try to lessen it. I lessen. I try to lessen talking because you know I I don't get to be on the court. Right. Like, I want to be on the court because. So no, that, that's, that's funny. the harder part. Yeah. No, I know what you mean, though. Except that you don't want to feel like you're trying to do their job or make them feel like you're this like know-it-all guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why in our team, I, I, I have this you know open communication type of, of uh thing, right? I'm not really far from your age, so right. I'm pretty sure a lot of guys like you, like Bry, like Cabs, who has a lot of basketball experiences, would have really a good input. Yeah, I know we've we've had works. a lot of we've had a lot of conversations on you know what I think is going on or where you know where you, you ask me what you know what I see out there and stuff. So I definitely uh, I definitely know what you mean, but luckily uh, you don't take me out for to yeah, talk no, to no, me. No, no, so no, that's no. good. <laughs> that's why I, I want I want I want that uh, open communication type. Like uh, we grow because you know yeah. there there are stuff I think I might not be doing as well. So it's better that. If the guys in the team trust each other, we we communicate well, so it's easier. Yeah. Right. It's not it's not stepping on anyone's feet. It's just it's just correcting. So that's right. different. Right. That's different. I see that differently. Yeah, and honestly, I think you know the more because, um, like you said, you came in, you didn't really know anybody. So the more that everyone got to know you and uh, felt like they're able to talk to you and communicate with you and with what they see out there and what's going on, I think that's when our team really started to gel and our team started to get a lot, a lot better. Yup. It started to feel like a family and that, you know, that, that's, that it, it's easier to work. It's easier to teach. It's, it's, it's easier to coach. Right. Cause you know, we, we, we all, we all, we all go with one system. So right. Exactly. It's fun. It's fun. It becomes more fun because you start trying, you start learning that you want to play for, for everyone else and not just yourself, you know? So that was like the big thing for me is, um, I do, I want to, I want everyone to give as much as the next guy, you know, if we're all, you know, we're obviously, you know, we're all busy. So yep. if we're going to take time out of our schedule, I want everyone to be present and, you know, ready to work and ready to get better because, you know, we're, it's time, time is valuable for everyone, you know, and I wouldn't, I don't want to waste yours and I don't want to waste my teammates. So I just want everybody to give as much as they can in those two, three hours that we're playing. But yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's it's kind of cool, you know, that you're able to, you know, still be on both sides. That's that's such a luxury. I feel you know you're able to play at such a high level, and you're able to coach at one of the highest levels. I mean, you're coaching you're coaching UAP. So yeah, yeah, that's that's feels a, good. That's a really good, good opportunity for you, and I'm excited feels to see good, your you know, coaching career. Basketball, grow. basketball is really is really my life like literally mm-hmm. not just mine my my family's mm-hmm. so it's it, it is a luxury that i get to work with i got to work around the, the game still both with coaching and playing so mm-hmm. not everybody gets to have the luxury but i just no. have to be it's gotta work i just gotta work yeah man 
do you see yourself, you know, trying to follow in the footsteps even more and maybe, you know, work with the Philippines team if the opportunity is oh, there? Definitely, and, definitely. And like my that. my goal, my 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 dream, of course, it's gonna be a, a long reach, but my dream is to change the the landscape of Philippine basketball. Um I don't like how how it's I mean, I don't like how it's uh, managed. Mm-hmm. There are too much politics. There's too much. Uh, I don't see. They don't really give importance to the development of uh, of uh, the the younger generation. It's like uh, okay, you put them to teams, and you know, it's unlike in the USA. There's the, the development from the start is already uh, they already know the development. Like Brawny. Zion, they already know from from that young age. They already uh, go. So I want to change the. I wanted semi uh, a little like that. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a really good goal to have. I think it's good for a country that loves basketball so much to really try to get the most out of it. And it's, it's not just you know getting out there and running around. There, there really is. If you want to get to the next level, it's a really long process and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hours. So I yes, think being yes. able to change that that's um that's awesome. So I do appreciate you coming on. Um, I don't want to take too much more of your time. So I appreciate you coming on. I'm very excited to post this and edit this. So, um, no, yeah. thank you. Thank you also for inviting. Thank uh, you. Anytime, thank man. You. This was, this was a good uh-huh. conversation. Hopefully we can sit down, um, and you know, do another one after, after our tournament that we win. So that'd be very exciting. Yes. Yes. So, uh, I would be excited also. I'd yeah, be man. excited. All right. Well, I will. I will see you soon. Hopefully, I don't even know when I'm coming back. To be honest with you, I have. I have no clue. I'll see you in training. I'll see you in training. Yeah, so, man. Uh, give it a few right. months, and I'll see you in training. Yeah. Just be All in right. shape. Just be in shape. Always. All right, coach. Thank you so much for coming on. All right. Appreciate Thank you. you. Also. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was a good time uh, with Juanito. I can only imagine how exciting it would be for me to grow up in a house where. The entire family lived and breathed the sport that I loved. Um, that had to have been such a positive environment for someone that you know loved the sport and wanted to continue to play growing up. And in, he's in his mid-20s now, and he's still getting a chance to hoop and give back to the places that gave him the opportunity to grow when he was younger. So that's pretty amazing. Anyways, let us go right into the Holy Grail with Anthony Linder. Here we go. All right, welcome back, Anthony Linder, friend of the program officially because this is now his second time coming on Between the Lines. What's going on, man? What is going on, man? You know, I'm just eating some wheat thins. They're really good. Ugh. You should eat some more of the some some more of those um, eggs that you made up the other night. Dude made like 16 eggs when we got home yesterday, the other night. It was insane. I, I I may or may not have eaten them all too. So yeah, well, whatever. I don't know how why you even have that many in your fridge, but anyway. Um, Anthony will be joining us this week for our holy grail of things to drink alcohol out of. So, Anthony, I'm going to let you go first. You know the drill. We're going top four, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Um, I think something that would be pretty cool to drink alcohol out of is one of those, like, insanely, like, bendy, sippy straws, you know what I mean, that, like, have shapes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, were you trying to, like, make your own shape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, being able to, like, make your own shape. I mean, you can drink it out of a can or a bottle, whatever you want to do, but, like, that just having that straw that can just, like, that looks yeah, like yeah. something else. 
That's like, true. If it was me, if I was drinking out of that straw, I'd probably be looking at the drink going through the whole entire thing. Like, so I mean. Oh yeah, like seeing it come out of the bottle or the can all the way through. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, for me, it's going to be a Dunkin' Donuts Styrofoam cup. I think that's a classic. I mean, <laughs> the classic never gets old. This is okay. Basic, very basic. Yeah, I mean, well. It's a nice little thing to put, you know. Wait, have you not done that? You not you haven't used like a coffee cup? Well do I don't go to the beach, so like Oh, that's I've fair. Never had, I've well never I mean I've like beer. walked the streets of Rutgers at like midnight, supposedly drinking coffee. So Oh yeah, I watched it. <laughs> yeah, obviously it made so much sense. Yeah, because you were totally drinking coffee. Yeah. All right, <laughs> what's your number two? Um I'm a huge uh beer bong kind of guy. Oh yeah, beer bongs are good. So bongs are good. you know. Um, it could be you, you, sometimes it isn't even beer it goes down the bong it could be vodka right oh tequila. no thanks yeah. have you um, ever seen that uh, the beer stick thing or it like looks the, like where like you shoot it, it yeah it's like, like a that. plunger yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah those things look I want to get one of those things are cool things yeah are cool. I, I think I did one yeah it's like yeah you can like push it against the wall and yeah like, alright oh hey yeah, alright yeah 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 um hey yo <laughs> hey yo uh, <laughs> all right um my number 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 oh God, we're on number two right yeah um a belly button sorry what belly button you know body like, shot action that's funny belly. yes oh. that's fun that that livens up a room 100 percent of the time interesting have you never done that no it's definitely not clean. I'll promise you that it ain't clean. Yeah. But it's fun. No, but it's I mean, not clean. Usually me, I take my shots straight and not with a belly button lint in it. But yeah. <laughs> Well, it adds the flavor. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that flavor. Because I know I live. Hey, man, you it. haven't lived. No, 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 no. I've lived because of that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've lived um, because of that, he says. My third one is actually kind of funny because it's from personal experience we ran out of cups in um this house i was staying with with a couple of my friends mm-hmm. so uh we just took tupperware oh and like just drank it <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> yeah like chinese containers or like the, the square ones like the square ones you can buy from like bj's acne like all that stuff that like come in, okay like, 12, like, yeah yeah, yeah. so like definitely not like a t- cup looking thing Oh, no, no, that's not whatsoever. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, after we put it through the, like, before we put it in the dishwasher, it was, like, something that held, like, our chicken. Oh, my God. Do you ever use it again for food? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, we used to put it in the dishwasher. It's all good. Yeah, so, like, we were just like, shit, we don't have any more red cups. And, like, I mean, the store was literally probably, like, half a mile away, but none of us felt like walking. No, that's far. Yeah, or losing our spot. Right, that's fine. So we just like looked around to find things. It's either the Tupperware or fishbowl. So I just feel like fishbowl would be electric, but then where'd you put the fish? Exactly, and then you gotta clean. Like that's like something you gotta thoroughly clean. Yeah, it can't like, be like it's like fish poop. Yeah. Although I'm not sure if that's a, any better or worse than belly button lint. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I all I knew is that I just wasn't drinking fish. No, yeah, exactly. No way. So no I was way. just like, fuck it. I just got the Tupperware out of the dishwasher and put like two, and like it's it's like kind of good too because it can fit two beers in the Tupperware. That's true. Well, but, I mean, that's just efficient. Yeah. So like, I'm instead of just having a beer, I'm having two beers and you right. know, get drunk faster. You know what I mean? Right. Um, speaking of efficient, 
I think anything that has like a like the end of the keg. Yeah, yeah. You know that I'm gonna combine it with the same nozzle that's in a bag of Franzia. So out of some sort of nozzle. Okay. I think it's fun and like it just like pours in like there's no stopping it. Yeah. You know, like slapping the bag or like a keg stand. Not that I'm any good at that, but like. Mm-hmm. Whew, that's fun. Ooh, I, don't, yeah. I don't have you keg stand. I don't. I don't think that's possible for you. You might like put your no, feet through the ceiling. Oh, outdoors. I'm keg stand. Yeah, I mean, it's not uh, the fact of just like staying, you know, inside of the room and not busting through the ceiling. Mm-hmm. The fact of like someone being able to hold my big ass. Right. That's true. So that's I mean, true. like we've gotten guys that can like help my legs up and stuff like that to do the keg stand, but that's true. Yeah. One I time. Done it. How long has it been? Uh. I can just say that I've probably helped people do keg stands more than I've officially done keg stands. So I believe that. I mean, I honestly couldn't. I'm, the last time might have been like when I was in high school. Okay. Um, one time, you. I mean, obviously, you know, Danny, our friend yeah. Danielle. Uh, she came up to Rutgers one time and she did a keg stand and just bruised the hell out of her chin. It was so funny. That sounds extreme. Yeah, she couldn't hold it. She was real sad. She was real sad. Oh god. All right. Uh, my number three would be oh no it's my number four now mm-hmm. no it is yeah i mean um, i didn't give my four but you can give your four. Oh wait so then wait hold on i said coffee cup belly button lint nozzle <laughs> yeah. oh wait no it's your turn it's your yeah, turn it's oh. okay um any type of like luge like like a ice oh, like yeah. ice luge like a yeah. boob luge like yeah. anything like that. I mean, I, I'm a huge boob luge guy. Like if I can okay. find someone that, yeah. you know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the on the butt luge? For, you know, it's so, too see, dirty for me. Yeah, it's too dirty. You got to stay away from that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love I love ass. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, but like at the same time, like I don't want to be drinking from where. <laughs> like that's basically like drinking out of a toilet bowl and I'm good. Right, so. like that's where the poop goes. Yeah, exactly. You so, know? I mean, and if you're not going to drink out of a fishbowl, you're definitely not drinking out of a butt. drinking out of a uh, human's butt, yeah. Right. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, so, luges are fun. I haven't tried an ice luge yet. Oh, it's so I just fun. don't really know, like, where I would be that has yeah. one of those. <laughs> you got to, like, it's got to be, like, right place, right time type of thing. I mean, Yeah, like, like I there already at, needs to have one. Yeah, I did mine at a wedding, so, like, that's why I was like, oh, I saw oh Yes, because they have ice sculptures at weddings. Yeah, so, like, they had the ice sculpture. They didn't even have, like, the luge. Mm-hmm. And we, I was just sitting there, and, like, it was uh, one of my uh, buddy's weddings. And I went up to him. I was like, yo, like, we should do, like, like an ice luge off that thing. And he's like, they don't have, like, a, a tunnel. So, long story short, the guy who, like, basically, like, helped crafted the ice sculpture was uh-huh. in the back in the kitchen and came out and crafted, like, a whole entire, like, tunnel to where we could pour the beer down. Wait, that's like fun. That. So, yeah, it took him, like, 30 minutes. And then he came up to me and my boy, and he was like, all right, well, you know, you guys are good. And we were like, what do you mean? And then we turn around and it's just a huge tunnel from the top of like the head of the groom, like all the way down, like the side of the, like everything. Like it was, it was so cool. That's fun. Did it come out? Like, was it like freezing cold by the time it hit you? Oh, a thousand percent. That's what makes it like even harder too. Is it like, yeah, that was, it's, it's already cold as it is when you get it from the bar. And then like when you put it just down ice, you're just oh, like, oh God, fuck. Like, no yeah. way. Yeah. Ice cold beer is like impossible to chug. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like, it's all, it, it's, it all comes at you at once. Like all the beer just like, Cause you think like you're done and then like somebody gets stuck in the tunnel and then all of a sudden it just comes out of nowhere. Like, oh, no way. Uh, well, yeah, because it wasn't made to be a luge. Uh-huh. So, all right. All right. Let's, um, okay. That's pretty good. That's pre- I liked your bong one. I really wanted to say that cause I like the flamingo. 
know, yeah. like the flamingo bong. Uh-huh. I really wanted that. Ah, damn. All right. Um, hmm. Okay. For me, I think it's uh, it's vodka or like tequila or something, like a liquor out of not the bottle, but out of the handle. I just think that's a power move. I, I feel like that asserts your dominance. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it's a, like yeah. it's like damn. Like that dude just ripped the handle. Okay. Yeah. Like if you, you can know? take a shot like confidently and like not make a face after. Right. And not even and not even take a chaser and everyone's right. just watching you and yes, you gotta dominant. like you gotta hold it by like the actual handle. By too. the handle. Like yeah. Like, like, I, like I know one Tito. hand, not like yeah. I think yes. Tito's is the only one that actually does that. But like yeah. But like, if if I had like a handle of Tito's every time I'm grabbing it like this, I'm just going for like two, three seconds, putting it down, right? As if like no it's a gallon face. of water. Yeah, making yeah. a new face, giving it right to the other person, and then everyone's yeah. like, "Holy shit!" Like this that's guy, pretty good. This guy, right. It's the real business. All right, we're on the same wavelength there because I, I really did it just because it's like, all right, like this dude, this dude's ready, you know? Oh yeah, thousand percent. So all right, well that was fun. That was a good one. That was a little quick ski. Uh, what's going on with you and your music, man? Um, you know. Now I'm on the computer. I keep looking at my mic. I feel like I should just get back to writing more music. I mean, I have a bunch of un, un like finished stuff that I really should finish, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you were talking to me about that one beat that you showed me a little preview of. It's pretty good. Yeah, finish that so we could put it up. Yeah, I've been touching on that a little bit, and then I got like I got one of these guys. Um, his name's like Matthew Mayers. I totally forgot my dog was in my room, and when I see him get up, I thought I was gonna get killed. Yeah, I saw that too. It scared me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, this guy named Matthew May. Uh, he's pretty popular on YouTube, I think. Um, he sent me an email or something like that. Uh, it was like a promo email, but then I replied back. I was like, "How much do you want for like a beat or something like that?" And then he sent me like this upbeat kind of thing, like it's like a like a pop type rap song like something like you know like the dude kyle who made the song broccoli with yeah uh, yeah it's like something like that type of thing so i gotta listen to that and then i don't know i like i, I, I kind of like his past beats in general so i'll probably like this one but I don't know. all right well whenever you put it out man i will be very uh glad to throw it up on here yeah everything uh, else is gonna be put up on itunes from now on yes yes uh my man is going to be on itunes uh the first episode that i have that has him on iTunes, uh, you will, you guys will be able to definitely find the link, uh, in my posts. So, um, but with that, Anthony, I'm gonna let you go. Thanks for hopping on real quick for me. Um, I will see you soon, man. All right, buddy. I'll see you in a couple of days. All right. Charm, we loud like a lion.